This is Urgent Care, a podcast about answering calls and emails and giving advice, babe. That's what the podcast, podcast is about. about. Answering calls and emails. It's a podcast about answering calls and emails. That's what it's about. Okay, we're not going to okay. hide that from you. We're not going to deny that. We're not going to. You're not going to come in here and you're not going to hear us say that this podcast is about deep shit. It's not. It's about answering your calls and emails, and that's what we love to do. That is our passion. This is a passion project. It is a passion project, much like the short film that Joel and I are working together, which we have, of course, started a GoFundMe for. We are seeking to receive over six hundred thousand dollars in donations. Mm-hmm. It will, of course, be about and that's COVID. just that's just for the trailer, by the way. That's just <laughs> for the just teaser for the trailer. trailer that we will hopefully <laughs> be able to then produce and then secure additional funding to the tune of ten to twelve million dollars. But it's going to be really good. It's going to be all shot in one room. It's sort of a COVID drama taking place over the same day where two people want to be on Zoom at the same time, but they only have one computer and they're mm-hmm. trying to make different calls. So yeah. what happens like when we sort of explore that sort of liminal space? Yeah. And, you know, we are trying to get Amy Adams and, um, <laughs> and Army Hammer. Those are the yes. two people fighting over Zoom, and that's why we need 10 to $12 million. And Amy will, of course, be playing Joel, and Army will be playing me. Exactly. Sort story. of, you know, we're going for a race gender bending sort of situation, <laughs> trying to really go the, go there, you know? Sort of, what are we saying about, what are we saying about race and gender by having Amy Adams play a gay Asian man, you know? <laughs> and she will, of course, be wearing full yellow face. <laughs> And Army Hammer will be changing his appearance in no way, except for he will have a wig identical to my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in we fact, have asked that he do an accent, even though mm-hmm. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> and it is very good. Um, you, I can do a little bit of it for you right now. Oh, that's okay. No, I can do it. <laughs> okay. I can do it. Give do me a it. line from the film to say. Okay. Um, so sort of my opening line for the film, of course, is... Um, yeah, my password is password. Okay, which Army does say in the accent, which I will now say. Yes, the password is password. <laughs> and of course, and the of accent course. he's doing is Irish, which is... There's no denying it is Ireland. Yeah, you can't just play in poker. <laughs> <laughs> and then me sort of as, as Amy playing Joel, it's like, you're saying... The password is password. So she's sort of like in a drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a hit. It's going to be a hit. And I guess that's our episode, huh? And that, thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to be up featured on the podcast, please call in at 877 But for real, Mitra, how are you doing? Um, I'm okay. I had sort of a, um, a gut punch of a moment um, right before the pod started, which was opening Instagram and 
realizing that all of my college roommates um, are now married, Oof. except for me. <laughs> so Oof. I don't really know, like, what that's doing to me because I sort of went straight into podcasting with you. So, like, I haven't had time <laughs> to, to really process. Um <laughs> But yeah, you don't. Was- you can't. You can't possibly feel bad though, because your life is full. You have a wonderful partner. You have an amazing job. You have an incredible podcast. That is true. So, I feel no. I I feel fine. It was more just this moment of like, huh? Well, you're an it's old not ass even bitch. everybody getting like everybody. I think it's just like this is the year of my life where it's like it stopped being like oh my god, child bride, and like now it's like <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Normal time to get married. <laughs> Clocks Never. a ticking. Clocks a ticking. Now, are any of them with child? Um, I have other friends with child, but none of my roommates, to my knowledge, are with child. And I do feel that I would have been told. Mm. Um, and what if you weren't? What if I wasn't to told, um, I would be sad because <laughs> they would they know that I love babies and want to know about that stuff. Yeah. Um, also, one of my um, college roommates listens to this. Uh, so, hi, Anna. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Anna. I also love you. Yes! Anna, look at over here. Look over here at me, Anna. Anna, <laughs> Anna, Anna over here at me. Um, um, other than that, um, I'm good. Uh, I had a sort of big life week. Um, and what do you mean by that? What do you mean by life week? Come on. Don't, don't use code. Don't use uh, code with me, babe. We're fans. I do kind of regret bringing it up uh, because I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Pivot. 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 Um, my pottery. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and Mitra is getting married. <laughs> um, I sort of panicked and texted Wit saying, <laughs> proposed to me. <laughs> Uh, one minute ago, JK, uh, I ordered Thai food uh, just now. It's on the way. Wow. That's sort of my big life thing. And so there's sort of uh, – you've sort of put a countdown clock on our podcast. Um, <laughs> I, hope we, I hope we don't take too long naming any of these calls. Otherwise, Mitra's <laughs> going to have to run and get her pad Thai. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's really I, – I felt like I had a, a good week. I took good care of my body this week, which I was really psyched about. I feel like In- I've really – in what ways? Um, I've been eating better, um, and I have just been exercising regularly, which is something that I've really Gorgeous. struggled with just generally. But, like, really during pandemic, it's been pulling teeth, and it has had such a positive impact on my mood. And I feel really, like, I just i am getting better at, like, identifying when my body is getting really tense and... Mm-hmm sort of throwing cardio at it um, and like seeing if that helps. And often it does. Um, I don't know. I, I think one, one positive thing about quarantine for me is that I do feel that I'm getting more in touch with my body and what stress feels like in my body. Yeah. (laughs) And stress feels like horny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I, I like, I normally carry a lot of stress in my body, but don't really, think of my mind and my body as being two connected entities, which I think mm-hmm. I've maybe talked about on the podcast. So I'll be like, Oh my God, random. Like I had the worst week of my life and completely unrelated to that. Um, my neck is in pain <laughs> 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 and now being like, Oh, I feel this thing in my body 
and I, I can now sort of identify like, you know, what the, what the different things mean. And that is, has been sort of nice. I don't know. I, I, I'm not aware in that way. So it's been cool to like focus on that and try to try to make that a priority. Gorgeous. Um, Yeah. Gorgeous. I I can make you, I can help you. I can help you. Really? I can help you get in touch with your body. Really? That's all. That's literally all that theater school is. So I sort of need you to just roll around on the ground and <laughs> scream and cry like a little baby. That was actually my favorite week in theater school was uh, baby week in movement class where you That's learn. real? Yeah. Where you literally, day one, is it's like you got to learn how to come out of the womb. Day two, you're learning how to walk all over again. Day three, you know, like learning how to crawl on your belly like a baby again. Just sort of like really getting in touch with your body in a way that requires you to spend $40,000 a year. (laughs) Well, I do remember when I did like high school theater, we would have all these breathing exercises and I... I was so much more like aware and open at that time and just mm-hmm. less tense, I think, also. Well, I'm going to and I'm going to stop you right there and say that what you did in high school theater is nothing compared to what I did in college theater. OK, so don't try and, and, I, I'm not don't try to... and put your experience up against mine, honey. I would okay? never try to relate to you, Joel. <laughs> 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 I know how that upsets you, babe. <laughs> I'm an impenetrable wall. I am so interesting. Nothing you've ever done or said could ever compare to me. Yeah, Joel is actually the only person in the world who has a completely unique life experience (laughs) (laughs) from top to bottom. (laughs) How are you? Oh, bad. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of the question because I come in here and literally all day I've been thinking about what I was going to say. I know. It feels like a test for each other, which it. I don't neither of us mean for it to be (laughs) no no we gotta maybe figure out a better way to to fill like 10 to 12 minutes up top because in quarantine it just really does like every Tuesday which um spoiler alert is where we when we record the pod I sort of wake (laughs) up and I think to myself "Mm, Mitra's gonna ask how I am today how am I and then when I really sit with it I'm like bad 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 top to bottom bad um and it's tough it's tough I don't really know exactly what to do with about that. I lived out Monday, Labor Day Monday, another sort of uh, little peek behind the curtain. This is being recorded the week after Labor Day. Um, And I got to say, I lived Monday like it was a Sunday and it really threw me off. Me too. Really threw me off. I had a real Sunday of a Monday, but I felt like the the heat wave was this weekend and it really, um, I lost two days (laughs) just like uh, in self-pity mostly. Um, and just like, I don't know, I don't think I've ever spent more like waking time complaining about like the same thing over and mm-hmm. over again, but like mm-hmm. making Wit <laughs> acknowledge me each time. <laughs> like, oh, it's so hot, right? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Still <laughs> is. He, he is not also experiencing yeah. the same heat. Um, I think I just need to start seeing more people. I invited you and Patty over for dinner via Patty um, well, via Instagram and she did not respond to the message. So you gotta, um, you I'm gotta calling her out threat. here and <laughs> I'm calling you out for not receiving the message via Patty. I want I want to say with all the love in the world, you got to you got to loop me in. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Okay, good. And you heard it on the podcast. This is next week when we record. It can't be this week. I'm too busy. But um, actually, this week week, is bad for me too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but I do hope to see you very soon. Yes, I hope so too. Um, because it's just like, ugh, I can't be at a hygiene kit build. It can't be at a work thing. It has to be. I'm I'm not a person at the hygiene kit builds. No, you're really people not. ask me a question. I go, oh yeah, <laughs> and then walk away. Forget. I every time we do the kit builds, I forget that when people talk to me, I'm supposed to respond. <laughs> it's a big, so it's a big undertaking. It's a big undertaking. But um, okay, well, I guess that's. I'm glad that I was able to bring the room down with well, my here's terrible one, mood. Somebody the other day, I was talking to. Uh, my friend Caitlin, uh, when she was dropping off her kits and she was like, she suggested the phrase, like, how are you coping right now? Or like, how are you like, what are you doing to get by? And I was like, that feels mm-hmm. way more, um, appropriate and like, doesn't involve the first half of this, the th- exchange, which is like, um, bad. I mean, we're all doing bad. I mean, I'm lucky, I guess. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I hate myself. I hate my body. I hate my life. I hate everyone in my life. <laughs> but um, uh, otherwise, pretty good. <laughs> um, how yeah, are so you? How are you that. coping, though? I mean, I guess it, it just it just lends itself to like you uh, like i know you already feel bad so i guess next week we'll just say how are you coping that's what i mean it's like it it, like trims the fat it it feels like too dramatic but i do feel that it's better Mm -hmm. than how are you um open to suggestions from listeners of ways we can greet each other that don't um because i do want to be filled in because sometimes it is like sometimes i will go like a full like at least five days without speaking to you yeah and also it's like i do think there's value just in feedback from our listeners, like it does feel like there's value in us being like real about feeling like shit right before yeah. we give people advice and the people yeah. who are giving advice often feel like shit. So it's like, we're, we're like, we're all in a sort of in the same playing field mm-hmm. um, emotionally, which we all know, but I think it's nice to acknowledge. So um, yeah, we'll keep brainstorming on questions in the meantime, we'll both keep feeling really bad and um, we hope you do too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please don't feel good. Don't please don't feel good because if you feel good right now, that make well that will actually I think actively make me feel worse. Well, actually, um, if you feel good, we're never going to hear about it because no one's ever like emailing us being like, "I feel good." How would yeah. you advise that I keep feeling good? <laughs> <laughs> please, if you don't, please do not send that email. We don't want to hear it unless you've, you you sent us something it. and we've answered it and it, your story was tragic on the first go around, and then yes. I do want to hear if it goes well. Yes, exactly. And to that end, if you do want to be featured as one of the calls and emails, because, you know, famously, our podcast is all about answering calls and emails. That's what the podcast is about. You can call us at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com with your questions, uh, advice, uh, updates, um, any comments you might have about other calls, which actually we only have one update this week. And it's not an update. It is a comment about a previous call. We, of course, had um, a previous caller who had a roommate who was using meth and um, didn't know what to do about it. And we got a lot of people, a lot of people respond because we sort of put out the call. We said, if you're an expert in in addiction or substance abuse, like, please contact us because we, we we felt sort of out of, out of our depth on that call. We got yes. a lot of people who emailed in with name suggestions because yeah. um, the name was very bad. But um, ultimately, we did get one um, sort of person who uh, can speak a little bit more uh, with expertise on the subject of meth addiction. So, Dana, could you please play that call? 
Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel, um, I love you both equally. Um, I'm calling in because of the meth caller. Um, just wanted to let you know that a teenth is a sixteenth of an ounce, which is half Thank of an eight ball, just in case you're wondering. Thank you. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, I'm a recovering meth addict, been clean for three years, so just wanted to express empathy to the callers, um, who are the caller who's going through having that roommate. Um, all I can say is that I feel like you guys gave really great advice. I mean, you can't force someone to get help. Um, but also living with someone who's actively using is uh, really difficult and also can be dangerous, um, at least for me. And I know a lot of others, a lot of people become psychotic when using meth. So it's a good idea to have a crisis line information or know, knowing where your closest ER or detox center is just in case roommate gets to that place. So you, you know immediately where to go. Um, but yeah, I, that sounds really tough. Um, and yeah, um, also I wanted to say that, um, oh yeah, I was in TJ Maxx the other day, um, <laughs> and on the overhead speaker, they said, hey, Maxinistas, and I immediately thought about Velma, and then I started crying. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I love the podcast so much. I love Velma, and it's been really fun to listen to during this crazy world we live in. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Thank you so much for that uh, addendum to our advice. Please, yes, look up the uh, crisis line and um, the nearest detox center and ER in case something bad happens with your roommate. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing this with us. I feel, uh, you know, we were very overwhelmed by that call. So uh, that is very helpful. And yeah. I don't think I relate to anything more than hearing um, a name in a TJ Maxx and then bursting into tears. Yep. <laughs> Very relatable content. Um, and and then before we get to the calls and emails of this week, I just, just wanted to mention very briefly, um, we got a lot of response about there's something about Harry, which was our bisexual gentleman who uh, was on the bigger side and he said, and Harry, and he was worried about feeling fetishized by lovers and wasn't sure about how he felt about himself. And we gave him a lot of advice, but we had a lot of people email in who were like vibing with there's something about Harry via um, email. Some people gave us their Instagram handles to share with him. I don't know exactly how to do that appropriately, but one person did say that there's they're on the Reddit um, group. So maybe um, there's something about Harry or someone who wants to reach out to something about Harry. Go to the Earwolf Reddit page and um, put in the, the title. There's something about Harry. And if you want to connect that way, um, by God, please do that. Um, but there's something about Harry. Let me tell you, people are thirsty for your voice. People and your are thirsty for you we got so many messages of people being like this person has amazing energy this person yeah. sounds so lovely so cute all this stuff so 
Uh, at the very least, uh, I hope you're listening and are getting a little ego boost. Uh, but who knows? Maybe you'll be our very first yeah. love connection. Oh, <laughs> my God. We will in tandem officiate the wedding. Imagine that. Just and I think this is I think this is the second time that we have said that we need to be the people who officiate a wedding. And I swear to God, if you and I don't get to officiate a fucking wedding by the time I'll this podcast furious. is over, heads will roll heads will roll (laughs) heads will roll you heard it here first now we're gonna take a quick break and then when we get back we'll get jump in with some calls and email joel can i get a (laughs) yes Joel, how was your break? Oh, my break was really good. I actually feel so much better about my station in life now. Uh, <laughs> it only took one teeny tiny little break, but here we are. Um, and so while I'm feeling so fucking great, I think the best thing to do is to just roll it right in with this first voicemail. Woo! Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra, I love you both and the podcast. Um, so I have a question about so I'm on a college cross country team and basically like the makeup of the team is that I go to a small liberal arts college and there's my team is made up of three different small liberal arts colleges um so anyways the reason I'm saying that is because um each of the schools has like a really different personality I think um so I go to a women's college and then one of the other schools um, is just, like, known for having, like, more conservative-leaning students. And obviously, um, students at my women's college are pretty, like, liberal and, like, really social justice-oriented. Justice so it kind of brings up some, like, conflict on my team um, with some of us just, like, having really different views and really different values. And I think it's really exaggerated on my team. So there's some people on my team who, like, have recently been kind of like speaking up about like oh i don't feel welcome on this team as like a republican person and like as like people that essentially like are trump supporters like saying that they will vote for him um in november and obviously i don't agree with that and i think that them saying proudly that there's trump Trump supporter makes me uncomfortable in a lot of ways as like a woman and person of color and a gay person um But I also want to make them feel, like, comfortable on our team. And, like, it's a cross-country team. Like, it's not a political organization or anything, like, we're there for running. So I was wondering how I can kind of talk to these people and make them understand that, like, it's really hurtful and, like, offensive to have that kind of rhetoric, but also make the team, like, an inclusive place for everyone. Like, I'm finding that that balance is very difficult. So if you had any recommendations on, like, kind of making them not feel canceled, but also making me (laughs) feel, like, comfortable as a human being on my team and other people on my team as well, I would really value your advice. I love the podcast so much, and I'm so excited to hear the nickname that you guys give me. Okay, <laughs> oh, thank boy. you. Bye. Kiss of death. You can't well, be buckle excited. Up. <laughs> buckle up, because it's going to be bad. Um, so we've got cross-country, cross-canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, cross-country team. Co- cross <laughs> Oh, no. I got tangled. That wasn't a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> cross but, country. I, 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 I cross country with you. <laughs> cross country with you. Okay. There it is. Oh, no. I cross country with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's I no cross denying. country with you. I Amazing. Said I said it and I, I'm owning it. <laughs> this is, um, I think, a very common problem right now, I think, for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And I think there's a little bit of a confusion here about I get really upset when people are like um, in, equate political views with like the same thing as like race or gender or sexual orientation or or, or even religion, for that matter. And I feel like you don't have to make these people feel welcome because of their political beliefs. I think is that is that crazy? I, no, I think their political beliefs inherently make you feel unwelcome as evidenced by the history of the administration that they are saying that they're going to support. Um so you don't feel comfortable. I think it's very generous of you to want them to have a positive experience since they clearly don't care about your quality of life at all, regardless of whether they accept that or not. That's not your problem. That is the truth. Um, Yeah. So I don't think you need to go out of your way to like harass them and like create a problem for yourself by creating an unsafe environment. But I don't think you need to do fucking anything. You don't need to make people feel good for doing something that's bad for you. Yeah. Um, All you need to do is like, if you don't want any kind of confrontation with this people, I think that's fine. Like you can stay in your lane. And the nice thing is you're running alone. So that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. I think like, that's the thing is I, I really do think like separate out the parts of the, your interactions with these people that are teamwork related and which are, and that are socially related. Like you don't have to go out for drinks after a meet with these people. You do not have to invite these people out to your post team dinners or whatever. Like, but there is, there is like you do, it's like a work situation. You do have to work with them. I, I am very unfamiliar with cross country as a sport. So I really don't know what the teamwork aspects are of this, but I think that you're being, very generous. And I think like, listen, this is not, it's not up for debate that being a Trump supporter makes them intrinsically anti X, Y, and Z. Like there is like, it's just a, it's a matter of like the policies that he has enacted. And that is not something that is like a difference of opinion. That is just fact. And like, you're not, that's not even, that's not even necessarily political. That's just the reality of the, of the situation. And and so in a country where we are inherently made unsafe for being blank, 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 other our lives are kind of political right now. Like we have to protect ourselves. You have to protect your mental health and not prioritize theirs. And that doesn't mean you have to be aggressive or, you know, do what you want, but take care of yourself. And it's not, it's not about them. Like you have to do, you know, if you have a bus ride and you don't want to get in a screaming fight on the way to every match, that's your prerogative. But um, you definitely don't need to like be best friends with these people. And go. Your your concern is to make them comfortable on your team, and like it's like your distinction. Your your reasoning there is it's not a political organization. You're there for running, but like yeah, you're there for running. So like their comfort shouldn't be your main concern. Your main concern should be running. Okay. I again very confused um, on on the ins and outs of cross country. Um, 
So, and Dana, producer Dana is chiming in here. She said she ran cross country for seven years. And even though you run as a team, you get points as an individual. So this actually seems like an ideal situation. This is not like a football team. This is not like a basketball team. This is cross country. You are there to run and run like, and I don't, I don't think that team cohesion should be team cohesion specifically with people who have, who hold political beliefs that are damaging to you as a person should be your main concern. In okay. Fact, here's. Can I give an alternate pitch? Sure. Um, you should get in a really big fight for every match and use that as fuel. Yes. <laughs> so just sort of another option. You can either, you know, sort of protect yourself and your and your life, or you can um, sort of open all the yeah. wounds print and out, see what that does. Just like print out like article after article from the New Yorker and from the New Republic and from Jacobin. Just like print them out from your computer and before <laughs> every meet, just sort of throw them in the face and make a big storm of papers and Paper then you just cut. run off. Just run off. Run and that's, off. that's sort and of... The, it'll make you run faster than them. Because yeah. you will. don't want to get caught. And let's be clear here. Cross country is not a sport. <laughs> 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 If you can't say I play in front of the sport, it's not a sport. You don't play cross country. You ran okay, cross country. Dana, okay, I'm doing Joel. this to be cruel to Dana. Being, <laughs> being divisive. <laughs> I played volleyball. I played basketball. I did not play pole vaulting. You okay? think you can say that because you're fit? You can't. <laughs> Show me what sport are you good at, Joel? <laughs> I'm good at a lot of sports, actually. Wait, and you know genuinely, that. though, what sport are you good at? <laughs> Volleyball and basketball. Okay. Remember, we were going to play in a league of gays and girls. Oh, and it was right. two on two, <laughs> a gay and a girl. And you were going to be my girl and I was going to be your gay. And then that league never, never. I honestly, I think we are so frighteningly competitive that we would win in any sport. Yeah. Even the ones that we're bad at. I, I think there, like there would be no joy for sure. And like, <laughs> it would be really unpleasant and no I, one would have fun playing against us, but we would win. I literally couldn't run cross country because of my asthma. It would be so bad at it. But I actually think my competitive, if, if I were on a cross country team with you specifically, I think I could overcome my asthma to win. Oh yeah. I mean, I um, used to, I broke both of my ankles because I was playing soccer on stress fractures because I didn't want to keep, I didn't want to quit. <laughs> so if that tells you anything about why I actually can't really play sports. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I think we solved it. And I, and I hope, um, I hope you feel like you are able to exist on this team and function on this team without feeling unwelcome by that. yeah let us be let us be your anger avatars and go nuts bitch yeah <laughs> all right moving on we've got an email mitra um i feel like maybe you should read this one I, it would be my honor um uh hi mitra and joel yes i have recently started a relationship with my best friend during quarantine she had never had sex with a woman before this so i was her first everything i had had my own experience of dating not out of not out or partially closeted women, and I finally achieved a place within myself where I know my sexuality, bisexual, and feel very comfortable in my own skin. I'd like to date someone like that too. Our relationship started off great. Because we knew each other for so long beforehand, cuddling, intimate conversation, and even the L world word was dropped rather early. We were so close and it has been the best part of my quarantine. However, I recently told her I was insecure because she never compliments my body during sex. When I asked her why, she said she wasn't the complimentary type, then said that she still doesn't know if she is attracted to women. 
I don't understand how she can say that after she's come out to her parents for me, said she loves me. We love each other. We're not in love. Important distinction. And she wants me to come over every day to cuddle. I'm fine with everybody exploring and understanding their sexuality at their own pace. However, I don't want to be somebody else's training wheel slash guinea pig anymore. I guess I'm worried that I'm setting myself up for failure with this relationship. That I'll look up post-quarantine and be like, oops, I did it again to the tune of Brittany, Avi. <laughs> then again, she could just be overwhelmed by all the new stuff happening and need some time to process. Help me. I like her. Best redacted. Okay. Um, okay. So she's a bisexual. What about um, L word squared? Because <laughs> she said L word. And I was like, wait, there's this whole show. <laughs> yeah, but that's not. But you know, the L word and the L word is not love, right? I know. That's why I said L word squared. Because there's two. Well, I guess it's like, I guess that's not what squaring is. <laughs> no, that's not. Because I was like I mean, one L word on top of another L word. That's L word plus L word. I understand that I made a mistake. I was trying to be cute. Two L word. That would okay, that would be the pitch? algebra. Um, I was gonna say bisexually spears. <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually way better. <laughs> <laughs> it's more correct. It's not. It's not bad math. Bisexually spears. I'm down. Okay, great. So this 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 reader is now officially named bisexually spears. Okay, <laughs> against all odds. Against actually. It is crazy it's taken us this long to do something like that with Britney Spears' name. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and here we are. We finally got there with Bisexually Spears. <laughs> um. So here's the thing is that all of the weirdness for me of this woman saying, I'm not sure I'm attracted to women after fully being like uh, having sex with you um, aside, you have ex- expressed a need to your partner. And regardless of why your partner has not been providing you with this need for a minute, regardless of that reason, like you've you in order for this to move forward, like you've expressed a need and they need to either. And it's not an unreasonable need or want No, to want the person you're fucking to compliment compliment your body. body? Absolutely not. Kind of some baseline shit. Yeah. Like. So she just needs to do it. She needs to buck up and she needs to do it. And if she can't do it because she's not attracted to women, as she says, then that is a, then that I think you've gotten your answer. But if she, I think that was like, if she, if like, that's just like any other sexual need or want, like you've expressed it to your partner and they need to now either decide if that's something that they can provide you or it's not. And then you need to part ways. I mean, it seems like it's just so much bigger than the, like, not complimenting. Just if if I was with someone and I mean, it, and it does sound to me like you're saying you don't want to be someone's guinea pig or training wheels. It definitely sounds like you're that. I yeah. mean, that is some, like wandering, wondering aloud if you're still attracted to women is not. It's exactly what you're talking about. That's some that's some guinea pig shit. I mean, that yeah. puts you in a really stressful position. So I think. You need to, I I think it's really important that you get to the bottom of this. It's like, are you just feeling anxious because we're moving so quickly? Or are you doubting sort of the whole foundation of our relationship, <laughs> which is that you are attracted to me and attracted yeah. to women? Because um, it's not fair. She shouldn't it- waste your time as she figures her shit out. No. And, it, and, it, and unfortunately, I think like, 
You know, I don't. It is. It does sound like she loves you and that those sorts of feelings, I do think, can be confusing, especially for I'm going to say that there is for some women. It is from in from what I have understood of a lot of my female friends having experienced similar situations and knowing myself as a gay man like it is. It is different. It can. It sounds like it started from a platonic place, and then the sex came second to her and to you. And so I think like that is is maybe something to talk about and explore even more. Is that like, are you in love with me, or or do you love me and wish you were in love with me? Is I mean, is this question. person said we love each other. We're not in love. I mean, I, I think you know, in my own friendships with women, like those lines can blur and like I've certainly had moments where I'm like what is this what's going on and that's totally natural and I think it's okay people are excited people all across the nation are sort of like what I know what? Sort of... oh my god so excited I know people are writing fan fiction right now about you and Dana uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's like and I think it's you know it's it's nice that you're saying like People, you know, people need to move at their own pace. People need to take their time. But it's like, that doesn't mean you need to be in a relationship with those people while they're doing that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, because I've certainly had experiences with friends, you know, realizing either, you know, while we're friends or while we're dating each other, realizing something during that time. And you can make space for that without being in a relationship like yeah. there that does exist and sometimes it might require a little bit of space because it's you can't erase the fact that you have these romantic feelings and like you might need time to process that because it can feel you know it, it is it is a shift so you it doesn't have to happen overnight but in the meantime protect yourself like you shouldn't suffer like not suffer but it's like you shouldn't have to spend your time wondering you need clarity yeah and a lot of people like this is you've expressed what you needed from her and and if that is the catalyst for this larger conversation, then by God, you know, like so, this might work for she might be able to be in this similar situation with a different person who doesn't need the things that you need. And it could last a lot longer. But if you've expressed a need that is butting up against something that she just can't provide you, then, you know, you regard like, or excuse me, regardless of what her actual sexual what what sexuality she lands on um, at the end of her, you know, time figuring it out. You, she can't provide you with something that you need. So you need to figure out, she needs to figure out if she can provide you with that, whether or not it's because she's actually bisexual or not. I, I, I think that's like the brass, you know, tax of the situation. And I think the good news is, is like, you guys already know that you love each other. So I, I think when there's love there, you can, it's, it can be more painful, but you can make decisions that, Ha have empathy for each other yeah. and, and do it sooner rather than later because it'll only get have this conversation sooner rather than later because you love each other and it, and as friends it can you can still salvage i think something out of this if it doesn't go your way but i think the longer you wait the more difficult that will be deaf yeah Ugh, oh, good luck good luck i don't envy you bisexually spears <laughs> To hear it oh, again. To hear it again. <laughs> I know you love to hear it. it just, I do. Oh, you love to hear it almost as much as you love to say it. Dana, let's <laughs> listen to one more voicemail before we go to break. Please, Dana. 
Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel, also hi, Dana. Um, so I'm calling because I have this kind of annoying situation that's like a good situation. Anyways, um, so a couple of months ago during the time of coronavirus, I was on the dating app. I met this guy. He's really fantastic, checks all the boxes, um, and we kind of escalated things eventually. So we hang out in person. We kissed. We even, even had sex. Um, and wow. the thing is, from the very beginning, I kind of thought this guy was like a six out of ten. He had great conversations, so I was like, I'll keep talking to him. Like, it's coronavirus. I'll probably never meet him, whatever. It'd be a good time. And so I did, and all my friends were like, he's lovely. Like, you need to, you know, move things along. And so I did. Um, and now, like, like I said, we've had sex, and it sucks. Like, it's not good. And I've done all the things. I've talked to him about, like, what I need and what he needs, and, like, he's super eager to please me. But I just don't know if we'll ever get there. Like, I am a plus size, beautiful black woman, and I'm smart. I have a great career. I've got my shit together. I've been in therapy for like a year, so I've worked on refining the list of things that I want in a partner and all of these things. Um, and like he checks 80% of the boxes, but just no sexual chemistry. And I'm afraid of trying to set that aside and like just being unhappy in a relationship. So um, I don't know what to do. I'm like, do I cut this guy loose? Like, I, I don't know. So please help me. Um, desperately need your help. I hope you guys are well. And thank you for doing the show because it is, frankly, keeping me alive. So love you guys. Bye. Okay. Lots of talk of boxes here. Lots of talks of checking a lot of boxes. She's really into boxes. Sort of a um, Christmas also, present. Also, we love package. you too. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so Christmas vibes, um, present, um, your presence is a present. <laughs> good, good sort first of just pitch. saying things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cubed, boxes are cubes, something cubed, be cubed. Um, oh, cubed, almost like squared. <laughs> yeah, you know, that did come to my mind. Don't think that you're a little, you didn't put math on the brain for me. I'm sort of thinking about it. What's a big box? Sort of. Um, black box. Um, black box theater. <laughs> 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 laughing. Um, <laughs> black box theater makes me think of Pippin, which makes me think of. Pip him. <laughs> I don't want to look at you. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so here's how I define Pip him. And Pip him is like, get him out of there. Pip yeah. him. It's like, oh, it's an act. You pip. It's like first word pip, second word him. Pip him. Yeah. Pip Fuck him. him. Pip him. <laughs> okay, so I guess it's Pip him. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, oh so this is, we get usually one to two voicemails or calls a week that are basically asking us permission to do something. Mm-hmm. And I think that falls squarely under this category because, babe, you got to dump him. I mean, and it's like, I totally get that. I feel like it's like 
Oh, we've all been there. Of like someone who's just sort of like nice and like checks checks enough boxes, and it's like, but there's not like a good reason to end it. And it's like, yes, there is. Like, I feel like some of the best advice I got from my therapist was like, you don't need it. Like, you wanting to end it can be the reason why mm-hmm. you end it. Like, you don't need to be like, and but also like, you listed a reason. You have you do not have sexual chemistry. He does not please you. You've tried. You've been communicative because it's like you know, it's one thing if like oh my God, he's not like intuiting the things that I want. You told him he's not going to be able yeah. to do it. Like you don't feel confident in it. You're not having fun. And that shit, like you described yourself. You sound fucking awesome. You are cool. You are confident. Like you have you, great taste in podcasts. Uh, but most importantly, I would, you, you know what you should, you, you should, you should also get on the Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, you sound like such a fucking catch. Like you deserve to um, have great sex. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go out and say that almost 90% of the time, if you're writing or calling into an advice podcast about whether or not you should dump somebody who you are clearly not into, the answer is yes. Like, that's that's reason enough. I hope he's listening. I hope he hears this and recognizes your voice. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's uh, it's a little open. and Oh, my God, I burped. <laughs> it's a little open and burp with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Save it. Save that energy. Yeah, I can't come up with um yeah, actually let's I wanna I wanna uh, pitch it like a like a like a slash situation. So it's a pip him slash or open and burp situation. Open and burp situation. <laughs> um you are the master of your of your destiny here, not your friends, not this guy. You are a beautiful black woman and smart and you have a great career and you've got your shit together and you've been in therapy for like a year, and I am sure your therapist is telling you, dump the motherfucker. Just like that. Just like that. Vulgar. You've got a vulgar little therapist. And you oh. say, hey, your, your language really makes me uncomfortable. He's a really good guy. I wouldn't refer to him as a motherfucker. And then she curses you out. And, and she then says, you guys hook up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, um, yeah, I hope you got loose. what you needed, but cut him loose. Thanks for listening. We love you, too. I love it when they're easy. And because they're so, that one was so easy, I'm actually going to say we need to take a break, right? We deserve that. And, you know, we for our whole that. break, I'm not going to look at social media one time. No, because you have to look at it because I DM'd you something really funny. Okay, I'm going to look. <laughs> <laughs> Be back in a minute. <laughs> And we are, of course, back. And by we, I mean Joel and Mitra. Mitra. <laughs> Mitra's and back, too. I th- I sort of faked you out a little bit. Thought you thought by we, I meant me. But no, Dana <laughs> and Mitra are back as well. And we have an email. And I will read it. <clears throat> Dear Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra, ah, I started talking to this one guy in an open relationship, not serious, just flirting, and we hit it off. After a while, his boyfriend messaged me on Grinder and said, I noticed you and my boyfriend get along well and was wondering if you just if you just wanted to chat also. So we started talking for a little bit, just flirting as well, but I didn't really hit it off with him and I don't know how to express that to him. Should I just cut them both off and move on or do I stick it out with one that I might hook up with one day? I am not trying to be a homewrecker. My stats, he, him, I'm not going to repeat the rest he is an english major sorry love y'all <laughs> yeah we basically got a full-blown description like you could find this person yeah. in, in one minute if you wanted to given the list of descriptors that we got which 
And we're it's not a sleigh. Um, what are we going to name this person? Homewrecker, um, threesome, open, poly. Open relation shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. Open relationship. <laughs> nothing to do with anything but. no it does it does <laughs> okay it's, a, it's shit for about an open relationship okay yeah. thanks joel and we gotta move i believed in this <laughs> i believe that. in this i believe in this i really do I really i believe do. okay um here's what you do um I, I think that I've been in this situ- this exact situation, and I think you need to talk to the one that you like about what the rules and parameters of their open relationship is, because every open relationship is a little bit different, and this might not matter to them, okay? They might play separately, or they might only play together, and that's something that you need to establish with the one that you like. And if the one that you like says, I only, we only play together or that's a deal breaker that you don't vibe with my boyfriend then you have your answer but i don't think you necessarily need to force yourself into liking this other guy oh my god definitely not like i would say like i i think that's a great call about hitting up the the one that you're into and then if it's weird for them get out of there like you Mm -hmm. can't force it with somebody and it's just gonna be weird like it i it's it's going to be clear who you're more attracted to. Like, you're not going to be responding yes. to the other one, <laughs> like, you're, or at least, like, not as much. You have to be doing it less enthusiastically. It's like... Yeah. And there's nothing worse than a threesome where you're alienating one of the three. Okay? There's just nothing worse. <laughs> okay? I hate that. I hate doing it. Um, uh, unless it's a, a literal psychosexual game that you're playing, um, don't do it. And you're so young. There will be others. But, like, here's the thing. Like... It's just life is too short to have sex with someone you don't want to have sex with, to have sex with one person that you do want to have sex with. Yeah, this this will happen again. Like, do not worry about this. I don't think you're going to be a homewrecker. I think, if anything, you probably just, like, won't fuck them. <laughs> like, yeah. That's really what I think is more possible. And I think that's fine. Like, And it's but very don't put possible yourself- that, that the boyfriend you're not into won't give a shit either. It sounds yeah. like he started talking to you on a lark. I mean, listen, I've been I've been with plenty of people in open relationships who have a very loosey-goosey sort of situation and I have never even met the partner that I am sleep of the person that I'm sleeping with. It happens all the time. So you could get everything you want out of this. All you have to do is really speak up and voice that. My Stop own, yeah, it, leading it does the other feel one like on. it could get you know, it's like if that person is like a little pissy about it, then the other the one you like might not want to talk to anymore. It's like that's fine. It's it's too much of a mess. Don't waste your energy on like getting involved in someone else's shit. Yeah. Um all you can do is be honest. Yeah. Take it to the hot one. That's what I always say. Take it to the hot one. That is a piece of that's a general piece of advice that you can use in everyday situations. Always take it to the hot one. You have multiple lanes open at the grocery store, take it to the hot one. <laughs> You have a, 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 a list of, of restaurants that you want to go to. Take it to the hot one. You have There's a, a side of the bed. Me and Joel, take it to the hot one. Take it to the hot one. Okay. <laughs> and and whatever name you pick first applicable. is the hot one to you. Exactly. That's actually the that's the rule for the next episode and none after that because I'm scared of what will happen. But <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. 
So uh, that's the new rule, but um, only if it's fun. <laughs> yeah, people are going to say your name first because they think that I can handle it, but I can't. Actually, yeah, here's the thing is like both of us feel like absolute shit. And I know that Joel's a hot one, but um, <laughs> but I am the girl. So hot. maybe our two like sort of like listeners who are sort of into that. Like, <laughs> 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 like, no, we have girl. a lot of lesbians. We That's have a lot true. of lesbians. A lot we of queer women lesbians. listen. We okay? have, we have, I, I'm sorry for erasing them. Uh, and let's be very clear here. Dana is the hot one. That is true. Best hair in the game. Let's, Best let's hair be in the game. Best, yeah, best everything. Um, okay, wow. Um, I hope that helped. Um, we have <laughs> one last voicemail to get to before the end. And boy, oh boy, is it a fun one. Dana, please play that message. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra, love you both equally. So two years ago, I had this <laughs> sort of roommate the who issue. actually has the same name as me, who for completely unknown reasons stopped speaking to me for six months. Like to the point where once we were walking toward each other on the sidewalk... And she turned around and walked the other way. It was super weird and unexpected. Uh, I addressed this with her a couple months into the silent treatment, and she denied that anything was wrong whatsoever. Anyway, I hid out at a subway while she moved out, and it was pretty much over. (laughs) However, two years later, in 2020, she is always the first person to look at my Instagram story. I think this is completely insane behavior, and I should probably (laughs) block her. But I'm also morbidly curious about what went down two years ago. Should I engage? Should I ask her? I figured this kind of petty thing would be right in your wheelhouse. And my friends are giving me really boring answers. Thank you. Um, okay. So she hit out in a subway, which gives me $5 foot long vibes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, she was given the silent treatment for six months. Um, okay, Subway, um, Instagram story. First on the list, um, $5 foot wrong. $5 foot wrong. Okay, (laughs) there you go. Wow. We made it. $5 foot wrong. Why not? Sounds like (laughs) you're saying something in an offensive Asian accent. I love it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Katie's playing poker. Um, Okay, can, so listen, this is fun because there's absolutely zero stakes to this. So we can say whatever yes. we want. Okay, because, zero you know, stakes. obviously the boring answer is like, block her, disengage, blah, blah, Well, can I say, actually, she doesn't have to block her because that actually does feel aggressive for this, but she can soft block her. I'm a big fan of the soft block because the fact that Instagram... It's actually psychotic that we don't know why people are listed in the order that they're listed on who views our stories. It's it's actually crazy that they don't tell us that they don't. There is no rhyme or reason to who views your stories. And you might not. She might not even be viewing your stories very long. She might be skipping past them, but it's clearly bothering you. So soft block her, which means just block her and then unblock her and she will have unfollowed you and you will have saved yourself and her from this constant torment because I'm sure she's like I don't know why she's looking at your stories or or hasn't muted you or hasn't unfollowed you quite honestly but she might not be she might not be wrong maybe she just I don't know maybe she's not mad at you but also like this person did act in a completely unhinged way so if you're really looking for some quarantine infotainment um 
Yeah, pick a fight. I don't know. Well, you <laughs> know cares? the best way to you know the best way to pick the fight in this situation is you want the non-boring answer. You need to make an Instagram story as a sort of test for her and just sort of be like, hey, if you're looking at this and you gave me the silent treatment for six months and last it for, you know, it stopped talking to me two years ago, then please tell me why you're still looking at my story. You know, I love that. Yeah. A big dramatic post where you put it in a way where it's, you know, to your close friends, they can tell who this is. But like, to the average person, it just looks insane. But to this person, she knows you're talking about her. And you should also say in that crazy thing, you should say, and just so you know, you're the first person who looks at every single one of my Instagram stories, which is batshit. Yeah, actually <laughs> take a screenshot. Take a screenshot of you looking at your the views and sort of circle her name and be like, hey, at blah, blah, blah. Why are you, why you do this? Okay. <laughs> Why do you do that, do that, do, do that, that, do that, do that, that, do that, that to, to me? me? That was one of my top 100 Spotify songs the year that SRS came out. Isn't um, that so crazy? Like, that's how you know that if I went, like, I would have been in Nexium. Like, I would have, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> when robots take over, I will be the first to fall. Like, there is, like, nothing keeping me from being completely destroyed and taken advantage of at any given moment. <laughs> the machines work on me. Yeah. <laughs> the algorithm works. <laughs> um, one final weird thing that you could do that would actually be really funny and psychotic is if you added her to your close friends. I <laughs> 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 just really, because that I actually, I think, and then just post really benign content on your close friends. Like, don't be a fucking slut like me, but just like post normal posts on your close friends all the time. And then you'll really get to see then then she'll notice. And I bet you anything that will drive her away. Like if you don't want to be the aggressor in this situation, add her to your close friends, constantly make close friends posts that she's seeing and can wonder. And um, yeah, Dana is even suggesting that you make her the only person on your close friends. I did that. My sister and I are each other's only close friends. It's been really funny. (laughs) And that's an amazing way to communicate with somebody. directly. (laughs) So I don't know. Think about it. I think we've given you a lot of really good measured responses to this. And we've also given you some, you know, if you want to stir some shit up at that in a low, low, low stakes way during quarantine. We've also given you a lot of incredible (laughs) ideas. Please let us know if you do any of these things or anything else that you sort of think of freestyle it. But I I hope you do something. And if you do something, you let us know. Just maybe just like a little poll, like a question, like put her on your close friends and then do one of those questions and then just be like, why were you mad at me two years ago? And just give her a forum. You should do the, like the, like the question, like ask me anything. Yes. Like, ask why me were anything. you mad at me two, two years, years ago? <laughs> why did you stop talking to me two years ago for six months? Make it that specific. And why did you really turn the people. other direction for me on the street? Yeah. <laughs> why did you live together posts. despite having the same name? multiple posts oh my god it would be amazing and i really hope you do one of these things oh um, i love this and you're right this is exactly like i'm like bouncing up and down i'm so excited this is so <laughs> i wish house. i wish this were me i wish i were you honestly uh, i really really do <laughs> just to have the opportunity to do this sounds really incredible i wish this were me oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a perfect way to end the episode joel yeah really really started out heavy started out political started off telling a young girl to forsake her teammates and we ended ended out telling someone to be absolutely psycho on insta and i stand by it all i stand by everything we said 
And guess what? Do you want us to say shit like this to you? You should call us at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Keep it specific. Keep Keep it it specific. Keep it short, okay? Some of the voicemails, I'm going to say it, some of the voicemails we played today were too long. But oftentimes, we get really good questions and we simply cannot play them because they are too long, okay? So just do your best. We love you. Mitra, how far away is your your Thai food? It literally just arrived. Wow. It's on the porch. I'm so fucking excited. An amazing Chekhov's gun moment. We mentioned (laughs) it at the beginning, act one, and now... Finally, it has gone off. Um, and yeah, now act two, I am killed. <laughs> <laughs> Food poisoning. Um, well, thank you, Dana. Thank you, In Absentia, RIP Ryan. Um, thank you, July. <laughs> thank you, Colin Anderson. Thank you, everyone at Earwolf. Um, this has been such a lovely time, Mitra. What You're a just blast. The just I the best, you. as always. Um, do you want to sing us out? And oh, never mind. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Am I really missing?" And I'm telling you, as a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next time we'll think before he cheats. Oh, I might have saved a little trouble for the next girl. Cause the next time that he cheats, oh, you know it won't be on me. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>